April 28th, 2020. Insider sets the record straight. Big Cat Rescue and me. The big lie in Tiger King and the truth about Carol Baskin. If you've watched Tiger King, Netflix docuseries about the lives of America's most infamous tiger breeders, you might come away thinking the Big Cat Sanctuary run by Joe Exotic's arch nemesis Carol Baskin isn't that different from Exotic Zoo, where, as depicted in the series, tigers are crammed together in small cages, fed expired Walmart meat, and routinely manhandled by the zoo's staff and hordes of visitors. It's a viewpoint articulated early on by reality TV producer Rick Kirkham and reinforced by Baskin's portrayal throughout the seven-part series. Quote, in my opinion, Carol Baskin was just as bad as Joe, unquote, Kirkham, a recurring figure in the series, says in the opening episode. Quote, they were both, you know, taking advantage of exotic animals to make money, unquote. But while Baskin bought, bred, and sold exotic cats decades ago, conservationists and animal welfare advocates say there is a world of difference between how animals live at Big Cat Rescue, a nonprofit animal sanctuary accredited by the Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries, and how they were treated at the Greater Winniewood Exotic Animal Park, the zoo Joe Exotic ran before he was sent to prison after being convicted in a murder-for-hire plot to kill Baskin. Tiger King has valid criticisms of Big Cat Rescue, in particular its decision to rely exclusively on volunteers for animal care, but it gives the misleading impression that Baskin's animals are kept in tiny, unkempt, inhumane enclosures. It also fails to distinguish the fundamental difference between the types of businesses Exotic and Baskin run. While for-profit zoos have created a crisis of thousands of tigers living in captivity, nonprofit sanctuaries that don't breed and don't allow cub petting are trying to fix that. Quote, there is a huge difference between Joe's place and Carol's, unquote, Pam Falk, executive director of Carolina Tiger Rescue, said. Quote, I've seen behind-the-scenes footage of what went on at his place. It was disgusting. I've been to Big Cat. I know Carolyn Howard, Carol Baskin's husband. It's not on the same planet, unquote. Tiger King misrepresents Big Cat Rescue's animal enclosures. Spread across 67 acres in Tampa, Florida, Big Cat Rescue provides lifelong care for exotic cats born in captivity. It is home to over 50 animals, including bobcats, servals, caracals, leopards, lions, and tigers, all of which are kept in fenced enclosures that attempt to recreate a variety of habitat types. One of the most misleading things about the portrayal of Big Cat Rescue in Tiger King is its presentation of those cages, which look appallingly small in the few glimpses we get, including a memorable shot of a cat eating in a tiny part of a much larger enclosure that Joe Exotic claims is the entire enclosure. Valerie Taylor, the executive director of the Global Federations of Animal Sanctuaries, said that, to her, it looked as if all the animal filming at Big Cat Rescue was done in front of temporary or feeding enclosures that jut out around the edges of the habitats. In reality, Big Cat Rescue's smallest enclosures are 1,200 square feet, according to a post Baskin published on the sanctuary's website. Baskin declined to be interviewed for this story. Taylor says these enclosures are for small cats, such as bobcats and servals. For bigger cats like tigers, enclosures at Big Cat Rescue can be much larger, said Taylor, whose organization last year conducted an audit of Big Cat Rescue's of Baskin Sanctuary. The largest is over two acres, far exceeding the Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries minimum requirements. Quote, most sanctuaries would kill to have a two-acre enclosure, unquote, said Noel Almrud, the steering committee chair of the Big Cat Sanctuary Alliance. 
which comprises sanctuaries and animal welfare groups. A number of webcams at Big Cat Rescue show a diversity of habitats, including shaded areas with trees, open-air play yards, and a lake. Quote, the animals are treated excellently, unquote, said one former Big Cat Rescue volunteer, who spoke on condition of anonymity for fear of retaliation, added that they are given, quote, lots of enrichment activities, unquote. Big Cat Rescue relies on volunteers. Some say that's a problem. Big Cat Rescue's heavy reliance on volunteers is controversial, even among those in animal care, even among those in the animal care community. According to Baskin, the sanctuary has more than 100 volunteers who help take care of the animals. While it's not uncommon for a nonprofit to use volunteers, which doesn't necessarily imply exploitation, as Exotic suggests in Tiger King, when he said Baskin brainwashed people into working at her sanctuary without pay, some sources who spoke with insiders said they were still uncomfortable with it. Quote, volunteers are vital to nonprofits, but I do have issues with the way Carol uses them exclusively, unquote, Jake Belair, an animal keeper at the National Zoo, told Insider in the email. Quote, most of us in the animal care field have a four-year degree and years of practical experience. Animals deserve expert care, not free care, unquote. Tyrus Williams, a carnivore ecologist, said that while volunteering is laudable, relying exclusively on volunteers excludes those with less financial freedom from participating. Quote, there are people out there who would love to be involved in the efforts of assisting at ethical big cat sanctuaries, but are incapable of doing so because they have fiscal burdens and responsibilities, unquote, Williams said in an email. Big Cat Rescue spokeswoman Susan Bass said most nonprofits have volunteers and that, quote, not paying someone doesn't equate to not being trained, unquote. Bass said the idea that the volunteer system is exclusionary is nonsense, adding that the majority of volunteers have other jobs and can work any day of their choosing. The former volunteer Insider spoke with said Big Cat Rescue's volunteers should receive compensation, quote, particularly considering how demanding the shifts are, unquote. When she worked at the sanctuary from 2008 to 2012, she said she was expected to be in by 7 in the morning and usually wouldn't leave until 5 in the evening. Bass said that volunteers are asked to work four hours a week, but can choose to work longer. Quote, I believe when it first started up, it absolutely had to rely on volunteers, but now they are so well known that they should be actually staffing people, unquote, the volunteer said. Quote, most of them work for free. Being paid minimum wage would make a huge difference, unquote. No, Big Cat, no, Baskin isn't getting rich off Big Cat Rescue. In a video posted online this month, Baskin says that Big Cat Rescue had nearly two dozen staff and contractors before the corona pandemic, before the coronavirus pandemic hit, all of whom were paid wages comparable to others in the industry, to do administrative and management work. The sanctuary uses volunteers for animal care because people are willing to do that work without pay, Baskin said in the video. While the sanctuary had to cut about half of its paid staff during the pandemic, Baskin said it's hoping to rehire them after the crisis. Carol Baskin and her husband Howard are not taking a paycheck during the pandemic, she said. While by her own account, Carol Baskin inherited several million dollars after the disappearance of her former husband, Don Lewis, she doesn't appear to have enriched herself off the sanctuary much at all. For the first 20 years of its operation, she says she didn't take a paycheck. In 2017, she made $55,316 as CEO, according to Charity Navigator. That same year, Howard Baskin made $62,671 as CFO. 
wooden exotic claims in the series, that Carol Baskin is personally making huge profits from the sanctuary. He may be referring to the fact in, in recent years the sanctuary has generated over $1 million in revenue, but that money stays within the nonprofit, allowing it to expand and weather economic downturns. Without volunteers to help keep the costs down, that rainy day fund might be substantially smaller. Quote, if you think what we make from tour if you think what we make from tours pays for what we do, think again, unquote, Falk of Carolina Tiger Rescue, which also relies on volunteers, said, quote, if it were about the money, I could be doing double or more the business I'm doing, unquote. While footage in Tiger King showed a long line of people waiting to get into Baskin Sanctuary, suggesting it's packing the facilities to rake in money, Big Cat Rescue says that filming was done during a once-a-year event that's not representative of the day-to-day -day activity, where visitors are shown around in groups of no more than 20 at a time. Cub petting, a great moneymaker for profit zoos such as exotics, doesn't happen there. Audited financial records that Big Cat Rescue publishes on its website indicated that in 2018, educational tours and activities covered only 37% of the sanctuary's operating expenses. In its most recent audit in 2017, Charity Navigator, which independently reviews the finances of nonprofits based on tax returns, gave Big Cat Rescue a perfect score of 100% for its financial health, accountability, and transparency. Baskin used to breed and sell exotic cats, and she said she made horrible mistakes. The show makes one other criticism of Big Cat Rescue, its history. It may be an award-winning sanctuary today, but the third episode of Tiger King shows Baskin and her late husband, Don Lewis, were exotic cat collectors in the 90s. Baskin even made a home video about how to care for exotic cats as pets. But this is hardly a secret. Big Cat Rescue has an extensive history page devoted to how Baskin and Lewis used to buy, sell, and breed exotic cats, and how the sanctuary allowed visitors to pet animals up until 2003. Baskin said she made horrible mistakes early on. Liz Gallant, a, volcano, a volcanologist at the University of South Florida, who went on a tour of Big Cat Rescue in 2014, said that Carol Baskin spoke candidly at the time about her early exotic cat breeding efforts and how the sanctuary moved away from breeding once they learned more about the problems it creates. Big Cat Rescue isn't alone. Quote, a lot of places started out that way, unquote, said Emily McCormick, the animal curator at the Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries accredited Turpentine Creek Wildlife Refuge, adding that her refuge's founder grew up with pet lions. Quote, the word here is learn and change, unquote. Sanctuaries like Big Cat Rescue exist because of people like Joe Exotic, according to McCormick. True sanctuaries like Big Cat Rescue exist to put themselves out of business. Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries accredited sanctuaries such as Big Cat Rescue and for-profit zoos have fundamentally different missions. For-profit zoos are trying to make money showing animals to the public. Accredited sanctuaries, which in the U.S. are all 501c3 nonprofits, exist to rescue, rehabilitate, and care for animals abandoned or abused by humans and cannot be released to the wild. Big Cat Rescue has been GFAS accredited since 2009. Like all other accredited sanctuaries, it has to undergo a renewal process every three years that includes updating its records and submitting to a site visit. The Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries has an extensive list of standards, which cover everything from animal care, 
The animals must be given adequate space and housing, fed a healthy diet, and have their social needs met to governance, outreach, and how new animals are acquired. The sanctuary's most recent renewal was in 2019, and Taylor of the Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries says the accrediting body had no concerns after its inspections. The GFAS gave Carol Baskin an award. Quote, we really feel that Big Cat Rescue serves as an exemplary model of sanctuary that provides excellent, humane, and responsible care to all of its animal residents, unquote, Taylor said. Many of the big cats that wind up at sanctuaries like Big Cat Rescue were pets discarded when the owner could no longer handle them. Others were held at roadside zoos that went out of business or were shut down. As McCormick put it, accredited big cat sanctuaries are in existence because of people like Joe Exotic, who breed the animals rampantly to ensure a steady flow of cubs that visitors can pay money to pet. Quote, if you're running a true sanctuary, the point is to change the laws and pretty much put the sanctuaries themselves out of business, unquote, McCormick said. GFAS accredited sanctuaries are prohibited from breeding wild animals, as well as buying and selling them. Wild animals can't be removed from the sanctuary premises. For exhibition, public visitors must be escorted, and with rare exceptions, visitors aren't allowed to have any direct contact with the animals. In the case of big cat sanctuaries, that means no cub petting, a practice that McCormick says deprives a baby of its mother's milk, which can bring down its immune system and lead to severe nutritional deficiencies. This lucrative business encourages for-profit zoos to breed more cubs, which animal welfare advocates say are often sent to live in substandard facilities, abandoned, or killed after they age out of being pettable. The cage will never be big enough. The directors of Tiger King declined to be interviewed for this story, but in recent interviews, director Eric Good has suggested the show's critical portrayal of Big Cat Rescue was no accident. Speaking to the Washington Post, Good said that as the show was being filmed, real questions arose about Baskin's history and the evolution of her business. Quote, I think one of the more important questions was, if your mission is to tell people not to keep tigers and lions and leopards and jaguars in cages and bobcats and so forth, why do it? Unquote, Good said. Quote, why not really ask yourself a hard question and say, is it more humane to keep a tiger in a cage, pacing neurotically for the rest of its life, or is it more humane to humanely euthanize that animal and put it out of its misery? Unquote. Even the best sanctuaries are keeping wild animals caged for life. Everyone Insider spoke with for this story agreed it would be better if that wasn't the case, while at the same time emphasizing that these animals don't have the skills to survive in the wild, nor would releasing them be ethical from a conservation perspective. Quote, I think just living in captivity can be abusive, unquote, said Ed Stewart, president of the Performing Animal Welfare Society, which operates three GFAST-accredited sanctuaries in Northern California that care for mostly tigers and elephants. Quote, putting a wild animal in an enclosure, no matter where it is and how big it is, is extremely limiting, unquote. Quote, the cage will never be big enough, unquote, Tanya Smith, the president of Turpentine Creek Wildlife Refuge, said. But several experts balked at the idea that euthanasia was more humane than allowing healthy animals to live out their lives in places where they are well cared for. Falk of Carolina Tiger Rescue said it would effectively legitimize the practice of mass-producing and discarding big cats once they, once they age out of cub petting. Quote, you could also look at it as 
would the animal want to be killed or live in a two-acre habitat with grass and trees, unquote. Almrud, the Big Cat Sanctuary Alliance chair said, quote, I can't answer that. Although it's never going to be the same as having a 500-acre territory to roam in, it's a lot better than being in a concrete cage, unquote. Celebrities in Congress call for change. Celebrities signed on to petition by the Animal Legal Defense Fund asking Congress to pass the Big Cat Public Safety Act, including Kate Mara, Ireland Baldwin, Kim Bassinger, Ruby Rose, Paul Wesley, Christian Serratos, Nikki Reed, Ian Summerhalder, Teresa Palmer, Glenn Close, Angelica Houston, Justin Thoreau, Christopher Walken, Mena Savari, Steve Aoki, Alan Cumming, Ed Begley, Allison Pill, Jane Lynch, Kate Del Castillo, Olivia Wilde, Jackson Galaxy, Charlotte Ross, Kristen Bauer, Sarah Silverman, Whitney Cummings, and Jenny Slate. That was in Variety. 53 members of Congress petitioned USDA to enforce the U.S to enforce the Animal Welfare Act in the wake of Netflix docuseries Tiger King and heightened public attention to the exploitation of captive big cats, 53 bipartisan members of Congress sent a letter yesterday to the U.S. Department of Agriculture calling for stronger enforcement of the Animal Welfare Act. The letter urges the USDA Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service to issue a final ruling eliminating automatic renewals of animal exhibitor licenses and requiring licensees to demonstrate compliance with the law before receiving a renewed license. If you're enjoying my diary, please like, share, and subscribe. You can find other ways to connect to me over at bigcatrescue.org forward slash carol.baskin.